Hello, hello everyone. Welcome to the first actual podcast episode. This is your host, Crypta Knight, and today we are going to be talking about raving and rave culture in general. So, when when I think of raving, I think of music, more or less, more likely. I mean, granted, I've been into electronic dance music, all forms of it, whether it be trance, original techno, house music. House music is technically my favorite type of genre of electronic music, but that's typically what I think of when I think of raving and lights and just such a good time. There was actually a friend of mine, well, I know of her, and her name is Simon, and she def- she defined the terminology for the word rave as a radical audio-visual experience, and honestly, I would have to agree with that. I would have to agree that, one, it's radical, because, you know, there's lights, loud music, you know, just a lot going on, audio, everybody is there for the audio. You want to hear it on those big fucking woofers. You didn't like when the bass hits, it feels like it's going through you and it just wants you to da- it makes you want to dance. That's how it was for me. I am heavily influenced by music, so you know, when you hear that bass kick in, it's like, "Oh shit, now the party's really starting." I mean, the build up is like, "Ooh, the build up is so much fun." And then the drop, it's just pure bliss, pure satisfaction. So, visual. I mean, usually when you go to, like, a desert rave, there's not really many visuals. You'll more or less get, like, laser lights from the DJ that's standing where the DJ deck is. But when you go to festivals, that's when there's, like, a lot of visuals. You know, they have these big old screens where they have a bunch of custom-made visuals from amazing artists who took the time to create these quote-unquote trippy visuals for people to look at while they're listening to the music and watching their favorite DJ perform. And then the experience, it's an experience. So there's not really much you can really say about that. So I guess now I would kind of want to talk about the differentiation between desert raves or warehouse raves and all that stuff versus festivals. So, you know, back in the 80s and like early 90s, that's when the rave scene was super popping. That's whenever, you know, people would go out in the town, go to the clubs, go to the warehouses, go to the desert, and they would just vibe out with everybody. They would just hang out all night, have a good time, listen to music, and all that stuff. I personally wasn't around for that time, but, you know, as the time progressed, it more or less, more of the underground shows started to die out as festivals began to take over, because there was this whole stigma about raves are most likely for drugs, and all the people do drugs there. And yes, there are people who do drugs at raves. There is no surprise to that. 
it, it happens. But that's not what raving is about. That's not what people should primarily think about when it comes to going to raves. You know, if somebody wants to do shrooms and have a great experience, that's what they want to do. It doesn't mean that you personally have to do the same thing. Because I personally wouldn't want to do that. I mean, granted, I've shown up stoned. And, uh, ooh, it's time for a little story time because I am totally comfortable with talking about this. But my first ever rave that I went to was my freshman year of college in 2016. And, uh... I had a couple friends who were talking about this rave and how they wanted to go, and I've never been to one. I was like 19, and uh, I've always been a big fan of that music. It's shaped my entire life for a long time. You know, I've always learned how to. I learned how to shuffle. I learned how to do jump style. I always listened to hard style and tectonic music, and uh, yeah. So I was like, "Fuck it, let's go." So there was a group of us, I think there was like six or seven of us, we all piled into this van and we went out to this desert rave. And with underground raves, I honestly like the the discretion of it, you know, where you have to call a number, where you have to text a number and they give you directions and then you're supposed to follow like these certain markers to direct you to where you need to go. And also, they're cheaper underground raves are so much cheaper and you can have a good experience for like 10 15 dollars even 25 being the most and so we went it's my first time there was a lot of people at that time because it was still popping to be in the underground so there was a lot of people we went up to it was located in this mountainous area so it was higher elevation kind of and it was just straight dirt and rocks. It was a desert, but it was like in a mountainous area. So we rolled up there. We found a parking spot. It took forever to find a parking spot because there was a lot of cars and a lot of people. And you have to worry about not running someone over because there's everybody walking around. So we found a spot and we ran into this girl. She was walking around with a with a bottle of whiskey, I believe it was, and she was offering us all, like, shots, and so, I mean, we all said no at that point, because it was like, oh, it's too soon, I guess, I don't know, we all just didn't want to, because, I don't know, so, one of, one of my friends found this person who was selling acid, at the time, and she was so headstrong on trying to get me to try the acid, but just I thought about all the things that people have said about what they see on acid, and I don't think I'm the kind of person who is in the right mindset whatsoever to try any hallucinogenics, and so I declined and said no, and so it was great, you know, I spent most of my time near the speakers, so I kind of like sat down by the speakers, and I just let the bass like hit against my back, it was a really good feeling, I liked it, I was primarily there for the music, and for people who were doing light shows, also, if you are a person who does light shows at any venue, please do not stop doing it, I love seeing flow art, I love seeing all these people making art out of lights, 
having a good time just letting the music take over them, you know? As long as there's a distance between people so they don't get hit by anything, all is amazing. So keep on doing you flow arts, flow arters, is that a word? I'm just saying because I do flow art myself. And I fully and highly endorse flow arting. <laughs> I'm just coming up with fucking random words at this point. And so, this is a rave, so you know, it goes on overnight. I think it's, we got there at like 10 and we didn't leave till like 7 in the morning. So, one of my thing, one of my tips for if you are going to your first ever rave or your first ever festival, please go with a group of friends and please stick with that group of friends the entire time. Yes, you guys can go branch off and do things, but have a rendezvous point or something. You know, try to think about a place where you can meet up again if you guys do decide to part ways. Just because it's dark, there's a lot of people, it's loud so you can't really call their names out or anything. Also, if you're at a underground rave, do not expect to have service, especially if you are at a desert rave. Please understand that you will not be able to call or text anybody because 90% of the time you're not going to have any service, especially if it's a desert rave. I don't know if like desert raves are like only western things. Probably. I don't know because it's a desert, but <laughs> that's that's what we have here in Arizona. And so, um, yeah, we had a good time. And then it got to the point where one of our friends disappeared. And so we spent, I think, two hours looking for her. We found her with another friend of ours from the school who happened to show up too. So we went over there to go talk to them and stuff like that. And that was whenever I tried MDMA for the first time. And the only time. I... I felt like I was being a buzzkill. I was young and dumb. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll try it. And so, I mean, I don't recommend it. I'm not going to be the person to tell people what they can and can't do. But I just didn't like it. I mean, it was, okay. So, for an hour, I didn't really feel anything. But then, like, the music started getting louder the light started getting brighter and I just all I wanted to do was dance and listen to music there was um there was this campfire because you're out in the desert it was cold it was like in October it was a Halloween themed underground rave so we went to a fire pit and the entire time I was petting my friend because she was wearing this onesie that was super soft and I just kept petting her and petting her and giving her hugs and that's all I wanted to do and that lasted about like six to eight hours it was a lot I mean granted I didn't really have any bad feelings from it other than like I was thinking in my head this this isn't for me I don't see this is something that I would want to do and so I met up with one of I met up with the driver that went with all of us and he wanted to like smoke a blunt. So I was like, yeah, I'd rather smoke a blunt. So 
I mean, I've never experienced the quote-unquote come down or anything from it, just because, like, I ended up smoking the Mary Jane after, you know, feeling like I had some sort of consciousness where I can be like, okay, that was fine, but I don't really want to have this feeling anymore. And so, moral of that story is that I, I didn't like it. I haven't tried it ever since and I'm not going to, it's just not for me, but that's more or less talking about the whole thing with drugs at raves, it's that, like, people do it, people are going to do it, you can decide if you want to do it or not do it, but I'd rather just show up stoned, or not at all, you know, like, not, not, not under any influence at all, is what I mean, it's, it's just a good time to go out, vibe out, listen to some good music in your head, in your head, like, it's just bumping, you feel it in your body, yes, it's gonna get hot, because there's a lot of people, and you're gonna be dancing, and all that stuff, so you are gonna get hot, so I do advise that you bring water with you, because at Desert Raves, you can, an underground raves, you can basically bring whatever you need in your car. You can bring a crap ton of water, you can bring food, and all that stuff. Um, when it comes to festivals, you know, if you're not drinking at a water fountain, which during this time, it doesn't really matter because the festivals are closed right now, but just for sanitary purposes, I guess you wouldn't, but water bottles are expensive at festivals. They are very expensive, and I don't know how it is with the camelbacks. I don't know if you can still bring a camelback into the venue unless it's like a certain size, and if they have to see if there's only water in it and all that stuff. So, I mean, what I will say is yes, there is the cons of festivals that you can't bring your own water bottles and blah, 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 blah. But I will tell you some pros about festivals. One, you're going to see higher, like, you're going to see artists who are more well-known. You know what I mean? You're going to get celebrity DJs. Like, I saw one of my favorite uh, producers, Jaws. I saw, I got into Monks because of a festival, and now he's, like, getting his name out there. He's pretty well-known now. Valentino Khan. Uh, so there's, you know, there's that plus. And then I guess another plus is that you do get searched. And for some people, it's kind of a buzzkill to be searched, but... It is for safety precautions. You know, they just want you to be safe and they want everyone else to be safe. You know, they separate you according to your sex, I guess you could say, because gender is fluid. But um, they search you and they just want to see if you have any open containers that you may put drugs in any weapons, you know, they just want to take all those precautions because you are in a public setting, 
and I'm pretty sure 90% of the time these people do know that someone is inebriated, someone is under the influence, and it's just more or less just the sake of keeping people safe. So I guess that's, I would say that's a plus. And that's kind of what I think about right off the bat on the top of my head, you know, due to the fact that the prices are more expensive to go to a festival. But, you know, they have like a lot of fun things that go on at festivals. You know, they have the big old monuments, they have all the lights, they have... You know, I think this one festival I went to, it was a Halloween festival, no surprise. And um, they had a haunted hayride. They had all these, like, cool games while all the music's playing. They had different types of stages you can go to to listen to different types of electronic. Like, one stage has bass house, the other one has trance, and the other one has, I don't know, electro or hardstyle, whatever, you know, the genres are showcasing for that night, but I don't know, raving, you know, I'm not saying that everybody should try it, but I mean, if you're ever considering it, go ahead and do it, you know, if you want to start off underground, go ahead and start off underground, you just, it's one of those situations where you have to know somebody, you know what I mean, you know, you have to know somebody, who can give you the number with the directions and all that stuff. If you're lucky enough, they'll have like a place where you can read off the directions, like a site or something. But, you know, if that's your, if that's what you want to do, then go ahead and do it. You know, go for a desert rave first. And then if you want to dip your toes into festivals, I would suggest saving a little bit of money that you can put towards that just because the tickets are going to be more expensive any water or food that you get is going to be a little bit more expensive but i guess the other con for fest i mean pro for festivals is that you're more likely going to have service so that way you can message people call people in case like you lose them or anything there's also bathrooms accessible i mean if you're in the desert you're going to pee or or take a crap in the desert, it's like, it's what happens, it's what people do in the desert, it's, it's bound to happen, all you, all you need to really do is be careful and bring someone with you, do not go to the bathroom by yourself unless you are absolutely, completely alone, you showed up by yourself, and you don't want anyone to deal with you going to the bathroom, but I would suggest taking somebody with you, One, it's going to be really dark, especially if you're in the desert. It's going to be really dark, and you're surrounded by people you don't really know. And so, it's always smart to take someone with you, who is your friend that you showed up with. You know, it's all about being safe and having a good time. You know, so... I'm trying to think of something else to think about when it comes to raving. Um fashions. Ooh, let's talk about rave fashions for a minute. Okay. I love rave fashion, whether it be from the 80s and 90s to the present. I love the fashions. You know, I am a little tired of like leg warmers, but you know, spice them up, make them look cute. I'm not going to be like, those are ugly, la 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 la. I'm just going to be like, work girl, but I wouldn't wear them. 
and um, let's see here, vinyl or like the plastic kind of clothing, I love it, especially if it's in neon colors and there's UV lights everywhere so it would really reflect off and it would be like see-through and it would just look so cool, I don't know. I feel like that's what I want to see more of is those neon fashions, that neon couture, because I feel like a lot of fashions has been muted lately. We need something bright, something something irritating, you know, that's just for me personally. You know, I like things that are bright and irritating And it, when it comes to fashion, of course. Um, I don't know. Oh, I will say, though, if you do go to a festival or you do go to a rave and you do see people who are getting, who have glove, glove lights, please do not hesitate to ask for a glove show. It is so much fun to watch. I mean, granted, if you have some form of epilepsy, there are going to be chances that you're going to get a headache or you're going to go into seizures, but I feel like that should be kind of a implied warning when it comes to going to festivals and to going to raves is that there's always going to be a lot of lights flashing. There's always going to be just lights and lasers and strobe lights everywhere. So I feel like if there's no precautions from any festivals or from raves, you're going to hear it right here from this podcast, is that if you go to a rave, please remember that if you know somebody who's going with you who suffers from epilepsy, to not take them with you. Because you don't want to run those risks, and if you do take them with you, I would have them look away from lights. I don't know. I don't really know too much about going with someone who has epilepsy, but I don't know, make them wear a blindfold and guide them around or something, just something to keep them from reacting to any of the sensitivity that they will have to the lights. So you heard it here, is it is implied that it is an epilepsy warning to go to a rave, whether it be underground or whether it be a festival. Chances are if you are underground like you go to the desert raves or you go to a warehouse rave you could at a warehouse I don't know sit outside the building or you could in the desert just not be near the DJ set usually the DJ set is where all the lights are coming from so if you tend to I don't know sit by your car and just face away from the lights you know you could still have a good time talking to people and listening to the music, the music is going to be really loud. Like, you can hear it for miles, especially if you're, if you're in the desert. That's one night when we went, I remember still hearing the music as we were leaving. So, I mean, I guess what I want to say as a way of wrapping up this podcast, because I've been talking for a hot minute. I didn't think I was going to sit here and just randomly talk to myself for about 25 minutes, but what I want people to take from the first ever podcast and the first thing about talking about raves is one, always have water with you. Whether you be inebriated or not, bring water with you. You will be dehydrated. And two, if you are going to a desert rave or a warehouse rave and you are feeling tired 
if you drove all the way from a far way to get to this get to the rave have someone with you as you take a nap in your car lock the doors have someone with you to keep watch or something and just take a nap in the car it'll still be going when you take a nap and it'll still be going when you wake up so chances are you won't miss too much three um i would say never never leave the area to go to the bathroom or anything by yourself you know always have someone with you whether it be at a festival where they stand outside and wait for you at the bathroom or it's in the desert where you go with them to the bathroom and you just watch over them with like a flashlight or something because it's going to be dark three um don't be afraid to ask for a glove glove show a light show if you get the opportunity do not hesitate to ask because one it's enjoyable and two it's kind of part of the festival slash rave experience is to see what people can do with lights and manipulate them four i would suggest bringing a blanket a blanket or a really heavy jacket just in case you are going to an underground rave and it's like cold usually during the winter time when festivals are happening it gets cold so do not hesitate to bring a blanket with you or something just in case you do get cold you can have access to that i don't know how it is with festivals and if they allow you to bring a blanket inside the venue or not but i know for sure at desert raves you can bring a blanket with you in your trunk of your car uh five is that the number five that i'm on right now five if you are going to a festival or an underground rave whatever you want to do do not hesitate to have a little bit of extra money with you in case you want to i don't know get some sort of memorabilia for festivals if you want to buy water because you didn't bring any um you know usually well to the ones that i've been to for underground raves there's usually like this vendor who sells masks who sells glow sticks who sells a bunch of these other things that you can get there and it's nice to have a little bit of cash if you want to grab something for as a memorabilia for your way home and i guess the last point slash tip slash advice that I would want to bestow upon everybody listening, whoever is listening, is to go with a group. Go with a group, whether you are an introverted person or not, and you want to experience it just for the sake of safety, please go with the group. That way, you guys will never be lost. And... It'll, ha- it'll be a good time if you show up with people that you already know and you guys all have a good time together and you guys can all meet new people together. And one more, one more. I have one more, one more. Collect candy. Collect some damn candy. If someone wants to go over to you and give you a piece of candy for it being your first ever rave or whatnot, be like, sure. You know, they'll they'll do the whole 
plur thing, peace, love, unity, respect, and then they'll give you the bracelet. That's an easy way to get some free memorabilia. I still have all the candy from the first time I went to a rave, and I don't plan on giving it away, because it's like, I experienced that, I remember that, and I can look back at that experience because of that. Alrighty, so I guess this is this concludes my first actual episode of Crypto's Corner. I had a really good time talking about it, and I feel like I feel myself opening up a little bit more to talking about experiences and talking about what's going on in my head. I hope to hear or see, or I don't know how I'm able to see if people are listening or not, but I hope to make another episode in the next week or so. I want this one to be my first actual episode for this week. I don't know how it's going to do with the uploading schedule or whatnot, so I'm not going to say an uploading schedule, but I will be working on another podcast for next week. And uh, I want you guys to stay creepy, stay cute, do you, have a nice day, be nice people, and... uh, I'll see you guys on the next one. Bye-bye.